Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Gore Human suffering Mental conditions Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Did you bring the dog food? Then get ready for the ass-smacking of your life. I'm Andy. Today you'll be playing the part of four people locked in my shed. I'll be back after a nap. I'm Sean. Thank you for coming to my weekend LARP event of the LA Riot. I'm Adam. 25, 30, 43, 90, 6, 59. I'm Kelly, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Acid Pop, where today we're going to talk about what I'm calling live action experiences, hmm. which hmm. I know what you're yes. thinking. Isn't that most experiences? <laughs> <laughs> no, these these are real live action. It's it's like going to Universal Studios and seeing the Waterworld stunt show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why is it still Waterworld? Because before that, it was Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> They're always running 30 years behind. <laughs> What we're going to be talking about essentially is like games that in have like a a role player simulation element that are aimed at adults, games and experiences. Hmm. So we're going to time to LARP. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about LARP. I'm going to go over some basic context so that we know what we're talking about. We're going to talk about ARGs, which are alternate reality games. Oh, mm-hmm. LARPs, which is live action role play, escape rooms. Other exasperated sounds Garfield makes. <laughs> <laughs> Monday. <laughs> and haunted houses. Ah. Uh-huh. Houses hainted. Funny, fun houses, that sort of thing. Zoinks! <laughs> Which I feel all relate to each other. I Others see it. might disagree. Yeah. I want to do a haunted escape room now. There's yeah, lots of those. This is Kelly's cho- uh, corkboard wall with all the <laughs> yarn stretching all over Don't you it. see? <laughs> They're all connected, man. And in the middle, Garfield. <laughs> the big question. The word live goes back to the Proto-Indo-Prean-European root. Proto-Indo-European root. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which means to stick or adhere. What? Okay. Yeah. I'm adhering to my I'm life. sticking around. <laughs> and also remain and continue. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Interestingly, it's also the root of like adipose and lipo and liver. Those hmm. are all liver. Liver. Go back to leap. And the context we're using it in, meaning not recorded, is dating back to 1917. Oh, really? Which kind of hmm. makes sense because before that, you wouldn't have to specify that a performance was live. Yeah, I'm just surprised it goes back that far. Yeah. Start to have phonographs in the things. I know, I know. I just figured that would have to be around for a while. I mean, I guess phonographs were like 1800s. And then I found, this is just a little side thing, but I found three terms that use the word live, and I'm challenging you guys to put them in order order from oldest term to newest term. Okay. They are live it up, Okay. live and learn, and live it down. Live it down sounds like it is an older term, because the only way to go was 
Live, through the Prussian era term. <laughs> Live it up sounds like it came from the 80s. So Live and learn is from Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging on the edge of tomorrow. So I'm going to put that one less. So I'm, I'm saying live it down, live it up, live and learn. <laughs> That's also the title of my new self-help book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say live and learn, live it down, live it up. Down, up, learn. Sometimes you got to get learned to get down. Sean, you got it exactly. Hey. This is what caught my eye, actually. Live and Learn dates back to the 1620s. Wow. Wow. Followed by Live It Down in 1842 and Live It Up in 1903. Hmm. Now, action- Why why are they saying Live and Learn in the 1600s when nobody was living that long? (laughs) You had to learn quick. We should start learning stuff. Well, you live in- (laughs) So does anyone want to give me the Latin for action? Actionum. Actionus. Actorium. Sean, you're getting too good at this game. <laughs> yes, it goes back to the Latin actionum, and from then there to the Proto-Indo-European root ag. 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 Arg. Kathy now? Which means <laughs> to- Kathy and Garfield. <laughs> to drive, draw out, or move. Okay. So right now we're stuck to moving. <laughs> My tongue is stuck to this birth. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to our action- Action. And action. Action, action. Moving on to our acid pop quiz on action. I want to have an action pop quiz. (laughs) On acid. (laughs) (laughs) True or false. The first ARG is believed to have started in the 1960s using the radio and newspaper. Hmm. I'll say true. Those 60s guys were wild and wacky. Orwell did almost destroy the country, but that was earlier, so I'm going to say, say false earlier. Yeah, I was going to say the first augmented reality one was the War of the Worlds. Uh, right? so I'll, I'll... Okay, so first I think we have to define augmented reality, because World of the War of the Worlds does not count. That okay. was just a radio Whoops. broadcast that people took too seriously. Well, they thought it was real. Yes. Yeah, maybe it wasn't intended to be augmented <laughs> reality. Augmented. Yeah, we're actually going to talk about this line <laughs> later, but... Essentially, an augmented reality game is something that uses media from of various forms to tell a story. So it may appear like on message boards and then like in newspapers and there may be physical components that you have to go and find. And you're sort of puzzling together a story. And yes, sometimes it's hard to tell whether it's an augmented reality game or you're just crazy. No. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. I read this story on a billboard in a cereal box. <laughs> and that chipmunk told me to do it. But getting back to the, the actual question, this is false. Hey, I got it even though my reasoning was wrong. It's false because it didn't. the first one that we know of that's sort of called the prototype is from the 1980s. Hmm. It was called mm-hmm. Ong's Hat. Okay. Like from Avatar? <laughs> it's actually yeah, a town, a ghost town. <laughs> And it was an experiment in collaborative fiction posted on bulletin boards, Xerox mail art networks, and zines. It eventually used print, radio, and television to tell this interconnected story. I do love a Xerox story. (laughs) I love it when they started printing radio. And it was based on interdimensional travel and an escape to another empty earth. It told the story of discovering travel and escaping and the scientists said to escape and you were learning what had happened to them, essentially. Hmm. Why would I want to go to an empty earth? Because you're being pursued. And also you have too much stuff to store (laughs) on regular. And in 1996, Wizards of the Coast introduced the first commercial ARG, which is sort of what we're familiar with a lot today, where it's essentially guerrilla marketing. Hmm. Yeah, like the Halo stuff. I love bees. Yeah. True or false, the Chinese government 
publishes LARP scripts for its citizens. Uh, true. Why? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it is true. I think they, they do that kind of stuff. Uh, they false, I guess? So this is false. Hey. But LARPs are super popular in China. Interesting. Specifically what they call murder scripts, which are like murder mystery games where everyone acts out a role and gets dressed up, etc., and they've become so popular that the government of some Chinese provinces is now requiring that the stri- scripts be reviewed for inappropriate themes and <laughs> oh, regulating yeah. who can take part. That's weird. You don't have a license to be in a murder mystery. <laughs> it's mostly protecting minors from everything. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. We, we need to protect them. They're in the coal mines all day. It's like the government busting in on our Saturday night and telling us how we can do D&D. <laughs> you got exactly. a license for those dice? <laughs> level five bard sure tell it to the judge <laughs> well i mean if they can tell you which movies you can watch they can tell you what you can roll but they can't take control of my mind i'm role playing right now <laughs> what is this milestone or experience true or false the first escape game wasn't in a fixed location i'm just gonna keep saying true until it's true how could it not be in a fixed location if you're trying to escape from a location <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it could it be was, it was a moving bus yeah <laughs> Uh, I'll say false. So this is true. Hmm. So the first real escape game, so to speak, was um, in Kyoto, Japan in uh-huh. 2007. It was based off the Escape the Room video games, but also, you know, point-and-click adventures and so forth. Sure. Okay. But they were hosted in bars and clubs that were pre-set up for hmm. the experience. Huh. And yeah. once the idea took off, which it did really fast, sure. especially in Japan and now everywhere, we're actually kind of behind the curb, curve. They started having fixed locations for yeah, them. Now I, now I want to go learn from the masters, <laughs> but I also do not speak Japanese very well. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to solve a lot of clues. <laughs> the first U.S.-based company was actually in Seattle called Puzzle Break. Yeah. I figured. Puzzle Break. True or false, there's an escape room company that runs escape rooms as job interviews. Ooh, that sounds awesome. It sounds very stressful. I'm, I'm going to say true because that sounds awesome. Yeah, I think that's... Would, would you like this high-paying job? Escape. I've definitely seen escape rooms say that like part of the interview is you have to do their room and then they will judge <laughs> you on it. I don't know that you have to finish it, but you have to try. Um, so I'll say true. Yeah, I'll say true. That sounds like fun. This is true. A company called Escape the Room suggests that companies use it to screen their candidates, huh. having them complete a virtual escape room while a HR manager or psychologist looks in and judges how they <laughs> solve problems, work together, handle stress, that sort of thing. What sort of shoes they wear. <laughs> Whether or not Sean is brute forcing the locks again. <laughs> one, 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 two, one, 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 three. <laughs> Last one. The FBI has a guide they've published on distinguishing between LARPs and extremist groups. <laughs> what? Ooh. Oh, man. Because some of those extremist groups are really, really role-playing it. <laughs> True. Were you hit with a fireball or a Molotov? <laughs> uh, false. That does sound like something our tax dollars have been spent on. <laughs> this is true. Ooh. And it might have something to do with what happened in 1920. In 2020. 1920. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2020... Caleb Franks and his buddies set out to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Oh, okay. sorry. Government. No, it's, it's, I'm sure it's Michigan. I have Ohio written down. That's right next door. Michigan. <laughs> and when questioned by police, Franks said he and his buddies were LARPing 
not attempting to kidnap anyone. Oh. And that's why geez. they had guns, ammo, and bulletproof vests. <laughs> they take their LARPs We're very seriously. seriously. <laughs> well, some kid in the park is pretending to be a vampire. <laughs> the police show up. <laughs> it could have been a real vampire. <laughs> okay, some definitions now. Is that all there is to that story? Did they get the mayor? Oh, no, they did not did successfully not. kidnap the governor. Okay. Oh, good. And they did not uh, successfully convince anyone that they were LARPing. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> they are in prison now. So what is legend tripping? Legend tripping? That's where you get high talking about your past role-playing game. That's where you think there's information hidden in the compass on a map, and so you stare at it obsessively. <laughs> also known as a Nick Cage. <laughs> Swen. No. News. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's when Sean gets high and pretends to be a wall and tells you riddles and says, solve my legends of the hidden temple. I am a sphinx. <laughs> Legend tripping is the term that anthropologists use for teenagers going to, like, the location of an urban legend or somewhere that something terrible happened, like oh. sneaking into a haunted house sort of thing. Oh, okay. That's called legend tripping, which legend I thought was a really That's cool kind of term. Fun. And it's sometimes used in ARGs. Like, they usually have, like, Arg! some sort of physical component, and often it connects to folklore or urban legends mm. and the like. Interesting. I like a folklore. I like a me a folklore. What is verisimilitude? It's atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, it's the atmosphere of your escape room. Is it just a bunch of math problems, or did you do something <laughs> good? It's atmosphere, the video board game. <laughs> yeah. Maggot. <laughs> yeah, it's the feeling of being real, mm. or how... Hmm believable something is essentially if i don't have much verisimilitude will i will i become unreal <laughs> what does t-i-n-a-g stand for tenag <laughs> uh that's where you oh a, a tin a tin it's i'm sorry it's a tin arg <laughs> and it's uh when you do an alternate alter reality game uh with a uh, coke can which is definitely made of tin now. tiny instruments nightly always good <laughs> <laughs> it's teenagers inspiring new anteater games <laughs> so this stands for this is not a game oh. which is an arg term arg this is the idea that an arg doesn't acknowledge arg. at any point that it's a game hmm. I hope that doesn't drive anybody insane <laughs> I'm sure it's happened like that movie the game the purge that's just a game for our short answer I'm going to tell you some themes and you're going to tell me if they're real or not hmm a LARP of life in rural Ohio. <laughs> no way. Rural Ohio. That's just Amish people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're, they're already doing it. It's, yes. I guess. It sounds very boring. This is true. And I have some pictures to share with you. I'm so ready to see rural Ohio. <laughs> this is in Poland. Oh. That this goes on. So if you want to live in rural Ohio, I'm sure you can handle that. A very small sweater, apparently. Wowza. <laughs> are they making meth in that second picture they are making meth in that second picture <laughs> you know like Ohio is that what Ohio is like <laughs> these are all Polish people pretending to be Americans I, I do kind of like that they have a regulation <laughs> so, Ohio so the, shotgun the Polish people think that we're all meth making proud boys with big boobs just in Ohio just in Ohio it seems like more rural sure Arkansas it, than a... I'm sure if it was if they were role playing Nevada there'd be a lot more like slot machines and stuff <laughs> yeah I like the colorful Hawaiian shirt in the last one which feels really out of place to me <laughs> with the red uh, make America great again hat yeah that's the other thing is they're like yeah in Ohio everybody <clears throat> MAGA great but are they are they role playing it because 
this is kind of what they want, or are they making fun of Ohio? Neither. They're LARPing. They just want that Ohio experience like everybody does. <laughs> they play out that they're in an American trailer park. There are dozens of participants who stay in character with their assigned family for 28 hours at a time. The European LARPs that I was looking at are are interesting. There's one of a conversion therapy camp LARP. Oh, God. What? Why are they doing this? <laughs> they really get into, like, real-world scenarios that are often traumatic. Wow. That's becoming more and more bizarre to me. <laughs> Welcome to Cincinnati. <laughs> howdy, howdy. And the term for, like, I mean, I didn't get dig really deep into it, but, like, there's, like, I think, I don't know if it's called Western LARP or American LARP. I think it's it's American LARP. And then there's Norse LARP. And Norse LARP often has these, like, interesting themes. It's like hmm. the uh, the board games. You have, like, Euro games and not Euro games. Victory points. <laughs> Next, an ARG used to promote oil drilling. Uh, I hope not. No, this is wrong. It's not there. It sounds vaguely familiar to me. <laughs> sounds like something Chevron would have tried, so sure. Not that we know of. Okay, good. Okay. But the opposite exists. Yeah. Uh, world Without Oil is a game asking players to imagine a world without oil <laughs> and blog or vlog or otherwise communicate about their experiences in this imagined world, which are then woven into a greater narrative. This is just steampunk world. <laughs> there is a kink-themed escape room. Oh, there's gotta be. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and it's in Seattle. <laughs> there are a few. Yeah. But the one that I put on a leather mask. I found talked about was called Seven Sinful Pleasures, hmm. which the description was kind of fuzzy. It seems to be set in like an S and M dungeon. Okay, but you play someone from the special squad of the Department of Ethical and Moral Values, <laughs> sent oh to find a missing agent who was last seen with a senator. And you there's layers on layers here. <laughs> And you quote unquote go to one of the most perverse places in the city to overcome all challenges and per preserve your spotless reputation. <laughs> or do you? That <laughs> 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 does sound like fun. <laughs> My reading is it's a pretty yeah, good you room. Have to start unlocking things. <laughs> I don't know if I could focus on a lock. <laughs> So that's the last of our quiz. Action pop quiz! (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to our stories. I broke them up by type. First for escape rooms. Mm. We have the first and so far only deaths in an escape room. Okay. Which occurred in 20... Some jackass getting up on a chair. (laughs) Tipped over a bookcase (laughs) on his head. No. Oh. Uh -oh. This was 2021 in Poland. Okay. Five teenage... are really running with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a meth-themed escape room. <laughs> Five teenage girls were celebrating a birthday party in an escape room, which was uh, in a house and unregistered as a business, <laughs> and they were actually locked in. Yeah. And the building caught fire. Oh. oh, no. Due to a leaking gas cylinder in the lobby. What? That's a weird drink to have for your patrons? <laughs> <laughs> it caught fire. They were locked in. All five of them died. And the uh, the fire service noticed that the place was de- basically a death trap waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, 
They should have solved the puzzles faster. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that uh, had... for escape rooms really around the world, like, you know, the idea is that you get locked in. So before the regulations caught up to the businesses, they originally were that. They would literally lock you in. And uh, there was one in Seattle I, I heard about that, like, they would lock you in. And sometimes the people running the room would, like, go get lunch. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you escape. Be back. Be back soon. After the fire, 13 escape rooms in Poland were closed because they went through and actually checked them. <laughs> this one's just in another guy's house again. <laughs> and four in the in New York were closed as well because they went and checked those. I don't think I've ever been in an escape room where they actually lock the door. Well, there's rules about it now. Yeah. They're just there weren't at the start. Like you want to talk about verisimilitude. <laughs> This sounds like the the FBI LARPing thing again. Like somebody, the police show up to your house. Like, no, I promise, I wasn't keeping hostages. They had to escape. All the clues they need are in there. Uh, welcome to my escape room in my house. It's called Escape My Daughter's Room. Get in there. So now some haunted house stories. <laughs> Thank you. In 1976, the crew of the Six Million Dollar Man set up for a shoot in the Laugh in the Dark Fun House. Okay. Hmm. Among the attractions was a hanging man covered in red fluorescent paint that glowed in the dark. So funny. Very tasteful. Okay. What a fun house this is. <laughs> While they were shooting, a tech bumped into the hanging man and its arm fell off. Clunk. Okay. Just snap it back in. The tech grabbed some glue to put it back on and found the arm bone sticking oh. out. <laughs> oh no. It's real. <laughs> the dude was real. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was trying to paint the wall fluorescent orange and cut. <laughs> he supported himself by his neck. Wait, we don't have a hanging man in that room. <laughs> Where'd Jim go? That was a great idea. If anybody sees Jim, tell him I told him that was great. So the story's a little weirder and more convoluted than that. They took the body to a coroner's office and found that it had been embalmed and okay. that the bullet that had oh. killed him was from the early 20th century. Okay. What? They've been dead for 70 years or so? Uh, the man was eventually identified as a bank ro bank and train robber who was killed in a 1911 shootout. Awesome. <laughs> he was embalmed, and the morgue kept him propped up in the parlor. <laughs> as a warning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you rob this train. <laughs> they were waiting for his relatives to come and claim him, but he became like a local <laughs> tourist attraction. <laughs> And people kept offering to buy him, but the morgue was like, no, we're waiting for his relatives. <laughs> we're trying to do good by the relatives by leaving him in the lobby. <laughs> Put him in different hats for the holidays. <laughs> Dress him up in a Santa Claus suit at Christmas. Ask me about our great deals. <laughs> I'm dying to tell you about our new services. <laughs> so in 1916, two men showed up and said they were his brothers. And they needed to take him home and bury him as his mother's <laughs> last wish. Instead, the corpse ended up touring the United States with people paying to see the mummy. He's a mummy now. Eventually, No, it was his mummy's wishes. <laughs> oh. Eventually, he was sold to a freak show of sorts in L.A. where he was displayed with their wax dummies. <sighs> it's unclear when he was resold if they knew that he was real or not. <laughs> yeah. What's with this stinky one in the back? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Put him in the fun house. I'm John Lovitz. Paint him. Hi, I'm John Lovitz, and I'd like to hang your body in my house of mirrors. <laughs> and then we have a uh, haunted house injury. This one isn't very bad, but 
it's, it's just such a dumb story I had to share. <laughs> Slipped so, on a ghost. At the seven <laughs> floors of hell haunted house, an actor got frustrated by people not finding him scary enough. <laughs> so he decided to use a real knife okay. to up the scare factor. <laughs> How are they supposed to know? Yeah. Well, he would hold up a piece of paper and go, prop. yeah, and split it in half. <laughs> Look at it. This is really sharpened. Have you seen my Wusthof? <laughs> it's my Ginsu knife. He ended up proving it by stabbing an 11-year-old boy. Oh, good. Oh. So, are you scared now, kid? <laughs> I'm sure they were. To quote the mother, he was scraping the knife on the ground and playing around with them. And my son said to him, I'm not afraid. Your knife is fake. <laughs> so the man was like, oh, it's real. Trust me, it's real. And that's when he started poking at it and poking at his feet multiple times until he stabbed him. Oh. I gotta say, if you if your patrons can stop and have a conversation with you, I think you've already failed to be scary, real life or no. <laughs> yeah. And finally, we're going to talk about some real injuries. Some real unpleasant injuries in a, a haunted house. But voluntary? Okay. So I don't know if they count. Oh. <laughs> this is uh, McKamey Manor, where you can go to be tortured for oh. up to eight hours. No. I've heard about this. I don't want that. It's one of those kink rooms again, isn't it? <laughs> Visitors are kidnapped, sprayed with cold water, slapped, screamed at, waterboarded, and force-fed. Mm. There is no safe is word. Food? <laughs> no safe word. Mm-hmm. It's also a non-profit that takes payment only in dog food. Okay. <laughs> what? Um, expecting charity. To <laughs> no one has lasted eight hours. The longest anyone has managed is sick. Well, how'd they get out if there's no safe word? I think eventually they just get bored of your screaming. <laughs> I'm going to send you some pictures. Oh, no. Please describe them for our audience. Well, uh, There's a man in a ski mask who is... Gently shoving someone uh, into the water. <laughs> he's all, he's also, he also looks like he's wearing old-timey red uh, underwear. <laughs> he's making him smile. This man's grabbing that man's cheeks. He's making him smile. <laughs> Old timey room. Oh God! Uh, but it, it makes it, it looks like she's eating doo doo. Yeah, so that's the found use for the dog food they received. Yeah, <laughs> eat it. Yeah, and people go back. <laughs> like we rely on our return customers. <laughs> Please bring more dog food. Yeah, that's weird. There's a yeah, I don't... couple of these, but this is the only one that does not have a safe word. Okay, so it's sort of considered the most extreme of the extreme. Horror houses. Hmm. Does somebody get like a prize if they last eight hours? Uh, yeah, you get all the dog food. They've all the dog food the they've been amassing. <laughs> it's like a Scrooge McDuck vault full of dog food. <laughs> I didn't see if there was a prize or not. It's not like there, you know. It's not a lottery. You're not paying into it. They did say there was a waiting list of over two thousand people. Like wow. they only run it a couple times I'm a month or say, whatever. This probably is a kink thing. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be it's sexual, like, but it's like the your dad did it's like it's proving how extreme you are it's like the oh, people who talk oh. about it talk about it like this is my mountain climbing oh this is my tough mothers yeah. no thanks <laughs> i i don't think i did not not without a safe word <laughs> it's eight hours it's like going to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you get tortured <laughs> do you get a lunch break <laughs> yeah yeah okay so i've got one thing to talk about with larps but well, I kind of have nothing to talk about with LARPs, because <laughs> okay. the thing is, All right. what can you blame on a LARP? I found some murders oh. and, you know, assaults and stuff, but they all boiled down to these people played RP games and 
also committed a murder. Okay. So clearly the one caused the other. <laughs> this is sort of like the uh, <laughs> the shootings back in the early 90s being played uh, blamed on video games. It's like they were a murderer yeah. and also they played video games. Exactly. No, no, no. If you LARP, it's the, the devil's in you, <laughs> and then you, you're gonna, you're going to kill a guy, just like Tom Hanks did. Mm-hmm. There was one woman who had her father as a villain in the game she was running for her friends, and her friends had to assassinate this father figure. Okay. And then she talked her schizophrenic friend into actually killing her father. <laughs> but again- Was it an accident? No, she stabbed the guy repeatedly with a sword. Oops, sorry. Well, no, was it, was it, was it, did she accidentally talk the schizophrenic oh, into no. stabbing, or was that like a plan? No, mm. she repeatedly told him that her father was abusing and poisoning her, and that if he did not save her, she would be killed. Mm. And he was the second okay. person she tried this with. <laughs> oh. But again, that's not the LARP's fault. That doesn't lend a lot of validity to you have to do this or I'll be killed if it didn't work once. <laughs> I don't think she started with, you're the third person I've asked. <laughs> yeah. You're the chosen I'm over here trying to be third. a wizard, and Janessa's like, hey, can you stab my dad? <laughs> it's a LARP. So now we're going to talk about ARGs. ARG! And, and like I said, the weird thing about an ARG... ARG! <laughs> is, what is one? Yeah. Does it exist? What Most, is that? I find it's mostly marketing. <laughs> the line between ARG... ARG! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get some interference on our end. <laughs> and conspiracy theory mm. is pretty fuzzy, at least within the mind of the person in taking the information. Like, if you look at QAnon, it's an interconnected group of people finding clues both online and offline that fold into a greater complex narrative. Mm. Which, it's like a fun game. Which is an ARG. ARG! <laughs> and and Ken- Kennedy did, didn't die. <laughs> I read it on the internet. <laughs> Except there's no one scripting it, and the players, so to speak, think it's real. But it scratches that same itch, that desire to research and uncover and communicate. And that is not an itch I have. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a conspiracy? I just don't want to research. <laughs> <laughs> In a more not qanon sort of version of this, Matt Pat, who is like a vlogger streamer sort of person, who talks a lot a lot about Five Nights at Fred, Freddy, oh. became convinced that one of their books had real-world puzzles to solve. Whose books? The books about Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. Freddy's. Okay. So he encouraged his viewers to investigate a small town in Utah and solve this arg he believed arg. existed. This led to people, like, swarming the town and... <laughs> getting local businesses were getting hundreds of calls a day from from fans trying to get information and like some people ended up getting doxxed you tell me about robot bear (laughs) and uh so he had to call off the arg hunt for this non-existent arg (laughs) the non-existent one yeah it it, it didn't exist you just convinced yourself that these books had a a special meaning well he did get to be in the movie though so good for him was he yep even though he ruined the small town. <laughs> <laughs> or because he ruined the small town. We appreciate your ruination of a town for our branding. <laughs> In his defense, he didn't mean to. Like, I guess. That wasn't his goal. He was just trying to solve some puzzles. Yeah, the road to hell just and all that. to solve a fun puzzle. <laughs> road to hell is paved with puzzles. <laughs> all right. So that's all the stories I have. Mm. 
Tell me your stories. <laughs> I like escape rooms. Yeah. We've done many. Yeah. We all like escape rooms. We've, we've, we've been to some bad ones where I'm like, okay, you all you had was algebra. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like a puzzle. <laughs> Just a crossword on the desk. Well, they were like, welcome to our Sahara room. And there was like... A fake palm tree in the corner and a statue of a giraffe. Yeah. It was just, it was an office room with a little bit of African motif. Yeah, we had one like that, which it was a, uh, a, like a 1920s speakeasy themed room, but it was just, you walked in and there was a wall of locked lock boxes on one wall and then a fake poker (laughs) tape. Fun. Well, there was the, uh, the cryptid one we went to where we couldn't figure out the first puzzle, so we were really stuck, and we were trying to get their attention to give us a clue, and they had ignored us for a while. They, they ignored <laughs> us, and I finally, I left the room, I was like, hey, does this work? Like, the walkie-talkie, I'm like, what are you doing out of the room? <laughs> How did you escape? <laughs> That's the best time we've ever seen in this room. <laughs> like, hey, can we get a hint? Hey? Hey? <laughs> Apparently they had a lot of confidence in us. <laughs> These guys will get it. <laughs> Um, haunted houses I'm not so keen on because I don't like things jumping at me. <laughs> I, I feel, I, I've never had that reaction, but I know my wife is like, we can never go to a haunted house because if something jumps out at me, my reaction is going to be to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend like that. Punchy McGee. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I always feel a little awkward in those scenarios just because I, I, I feel like the top of my head is a needle that just pierces veils. And when, like, somebody comes up to me to try to pretend, it's like, I don't do anything, but it all just falls apart. <laughs> and then we're just two people standing there awkwardly. And I, I don't know why that is, but it's just like, they go kind of like, Bleh! oh, never mind. It's <laughs> just like, Sean's just standing there like, hi, <laughs> did I do something wrong? <laughs> sure is spooky. I'm not fond of the escape rooms oh. that have actors in them. I prefer them not to. So you're to. not fond of that? I am not. I, I like that. I haven't done too many of them, so maybe if I did more, I would also not. The few times I've seen it, I've... I'm also not fond of houses because I've been in when I got super lost when I was a kid. <laughs> I just did one not that long ago in uh, Monterey, and I don't know if I've ever been in one before, but it was it was surprisingly confusing. <laughs> yeah? And I will say this one was at Universal Studios, and at the end of it, they had a guy jump out at you, so I was doubly pissed. <laughs> Did you have to... Like, conf- oh, you made it through our confusing maze of mirrors. Blit! <laughs> I just jumped out at myself. <laughs> Scared us half to death. Did you have to confront your inner demons through your reflections? That seems to be no, how No, I works. had to confront Van Helsing's werewolf. <laughs> well, I'm not rapping with uh, what are your morals worth today. No? I-, I had a question I wanted to ask you all okay. instead. You're planning a LARP here in the USA, and you're doing it in the style of Poland. Okay. Not swords and sorcery, just normal life. In some other place or Well, that's the question. What's your LARP themed about? But <sighs> not it doesn't have to be Poland. No. It can be <laughs> okay. it can show be like... I don't know a lot about Poland. <laughs> well you can do the research. Do French Canada. <laughs> a lot of fur trapping. Yeah. Some mounties around. That that does sound pretty enticing. Yeah. LARPing is Mounties for a weekend. Get some poutine. <laughs> I feel like Americans pretending to be Canadians <laughs> is just us saying A occasionally. <laughs> sounds like some mild fun. <laughs> that sounds like it could be slightly amusing, maybe. And maybe having health care. Pretending we have health care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, eh? It looks like I've cut off a finger. Luckily, I can just go to the doctor for free. <laughs> I, think it may be, I think maybe mine's going to be Australia. 
Okay. But we'll have like a lot of like fake animals around, so you don't have to worry about actual poisonous spiders or okay. dangerous crocodiles. Fight a guy in a kangaroo costume. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of like pasty white guys in like fake leather vests with like big fake knives. Like oh, that's not a knife. Because <laughs> I, I know people do like the Downton Abbey thing where do they? You could do that. You could have tea time at your LARP. I think that doesn't count as normal life. Like yeah. historical. But it, isn't it, it our interpretation of the normal life? <laughs> it has to be modern. Something that okay. people are actually living today. That's not how British people are today? <laughs> yeah, but I, I pretend to be British, and uh, that, that means I spend most of my time in a tent baking for a, a bleached blonde man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to say you could have a great British bake-off. Like. And he's going to LARP a great British bake-off. <laughs> yeah. And re- really all it is is me baking stuff for everybody. So you get uh, you get some good stuff too. Well, they don't expect you to be a good baker at the LARP. Like you just, you put all your crap in there in the oven and then they bring you like an actual cake yeah. at the end and then you get judged. <laughs> you don't have real ingredients. They weren't really well, making meth. They well, didn't want you to hurt yourself. Big plastic child food. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something because like I just, normal stuff just kind of bores me. <laughs> That's just not what I look for. So it's hard to be like. If I weren't my normal boring self, but I was a different boring, boring self? could I get? The answer is many, many boring. <laughs> Can we pretend to be another place in America? Like, I want to pretend to be in Detroit, but like Detroit how it's described by Fox News. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> probably Detroit like that. as you imagine it to be. Yeah, that, that's Ooh, exactly yeah, what wanna, the concept is. I want to change my answer then, like where the LARP is like everybody gets to be Florida man in various states. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to tussle with Florida man. <laughs> It's it's like a small like fake town, and you just get to, you get to commit various ridiculous crimes in this town. We could all pretend to be Californian, no shirts, just carry on a surfboard all the time. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mouse ears, you have to wear those too. <laughs> I'm doing Minnesota. We're gonna make some nice. hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you can also have a hot toddy with that. I have a Dutch baby. I said the only thing I think is like, and this is pretty much exclusively from Miyazaki films. It's just like people running things in Japan as depicted by Miyazaki <laughs> are just like so precise in what they do. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like scrubbing the floor, but it's like there's not an, an, a moment of wasted effort in doing it. I've always thought it would be cool to be that good at something very normal, but that's, I, I'd have to invest the time to LARP that. <laughs> it's a precision LARP? Yeah. Yeah. So you want your LARP to be like a Japanese convenience store, but you get like scored at the end based on how efficient you were at doing it. Or more like running a Japanese hotel. You know, it's just like how squarely can you fold this sheet in like less than two seconds? <laughs> running a Japanese hotel with a really strict boss. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I can get into that. I, now, now I want to run that convenience store. That sounds like a blast. What about you? I said Oh, that's right. Minnesota. Minnesota. She's going to eat some uh, lutefisk. <laughs> some Minnesota nice. All right. Well, I think that covers it. Thank you for joining me, and we'll talk next time. Goodbye. Bye.